The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ahead of a very busy summer season for the tourism sector, will reduced capacity in our hotels, staffing issues and price impact people's holiday plans? I'm joined in studio by hotelier Lorraine Sweeney, by Ger Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent and president of the Restaurants Association of Ireland, Paul Lennon. Good morning and welcome to you all. Before we uh, hear from you guys, uh, we uh, had a chat with some people on the streets of Dublin. JJ Clark asked people, will they be staking? vacationing in Ireland. I will be staycationing, yes. I am. I am staying in Ireland. I have a caravan. I would uh, think that we will staycation for most of the summer and then see. And does expense come into it at all? Like, for instance, the price of a pint, dinner or hotels. Does that factor in your decision or is it all weather? Definitely not, no. The the, the cost here now is um, definitely a factor. Um, I spent uh, a week or two in northern Spain there about uh, two months ago and the cost of everything there is way, way cheaper. Even a, even a simple cup of coffee for one euro twenty cent. Beautiful, you know. If you have like access to a car, you'd be better off just going to a place for a night because the hotels and stuff are just too expensive in Ireland, I think. And uh, are you renting a car while you're here? I'm not, because again, that's another thing that's gone ridiculously expensive. So luckily enough, I was able to borrow a car for you know, from my brothers. Just when you say Ireland is so expensive, what do you mean? Are you talking about hotels, car rental, food, pints? There's kind of a broad range of everything that's kind of gone up in price recently. Like, obviously we always set it as the pint, as the standard of, is inflation increasing? It's like, it's not the Irish yardstick. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a fiver anymore, like, you know. Well, um, the price of the hotels were just extortionate, like, so, so expensive. And I've always wanted to come, so it was cheaper to come for the day like so much cheaper so flight here flight back actually we found it pretty reasonable being from uh, boston massachusetts now that uh, compilation from jj clark and he also was very busy yesterday Uh, he did a number of price comparisons Uh, i'll give you one of his price comparisons comparisons because it seems to be the yardstick by which we measure everything in the country that's the price of a pint Okay, so this is what he found. In Galway, 570. Uh, Dublin, in the city centre, 895, but an average of 640 across the city. Uh, in Smithfield, for example, in the cobblestone, 580. Kilkenny found one for 480 for Guinness, 520 for Lager. Drogheda, 5 euro for Guinness. Donegal, 5 euro for Guinness, 520 for uh, Heineken. And the international price of a pint. 6.76 for a pint in Paris, uh, 5 euro for a pint in Barcelona, 4 euro for a pint in Lisbon, and that's the maximum you would pay. So there you are, just a, a simple yardstick by which we might uh, measure uh, some of our expenditure over a holiday weekend. Uh, Ger Herbert, we'll go to you first. Um, most Irish people don't hire mm. a car because they have a car, but some people were been told, you know, you don't really need to have two cars in the driveway, hire one. Uh, for your holiday that'll take all the kids and all the luggage might be a larger an SUV whereas you're normally driving a small car what's car hire like here? Car hire is not too bad, Pat. I, we're certainly not seeing any of the rocket prices, the crazy prices we saw last year. I had a quick look on Skyscanner for a week in July, basically hiring a car from Dublin Airport and in four um, other country, five other countries. And you'd get a Fiesta for €217, Euros, a Ford Focus for €220, um, two, and a Tucson, Hyundai Tucson. So that'll be your compact SUV, most popular car in Ireland at the moment, 354 For what? 
for the Hyundai Tucson. No, but I mean for... What for a week in July. A week? That's yeah. not bad. Now, I'm sure there's terms and conditions with this. I was just literally using it as a basic comparison with other countries and I don't think that's too bad. Now, what we are seeing across Europe and which in um, magazine in the UK did a survey on this in in, um, in Easter, we're seeing higher prices definitely than 2019. That's the big issue. We're not seeing the prices of last year, but the problem is the um, car hire companies haven't gone back to the stock levels of 2019. There's still an issue there. It's not quite as bad as it was. At the moment, the advice would definitely be to book early because yeah. if we see a surge in demand in July and August, we will see that reflected in the prices. But at the moment, they're not too bad. Spain is about the cheapest in Europe to hire from. Italy is very expensive. And again, it comes down to what you're hiring. If you're hiring an SUV, you're going to pay a lot of money. If you can make do with a Ford Focus type size car, you, you know, that's a better option. OK, but last year we were hearing about thousands of euro per week for a modest car. Those days are, are over. Yeah, last year I remember looking at a Ford car, which would be the smallest car that yeah. Ford make was over a thousand for a week. As I said, you can get a Fiesta now for 217. Now that may not be yeah. comparing like they with like the excess could be different. They do have pricing, but, don't they? Yes. Uh, so if the demand goes up uh, on foot of your contribution this morning, um, <laughs> suddenly the price will uh, hike. Yeah, and I think the big problem is people book their flights and they book their accommodation, but they tend to leave car hire to the last minute. Don't do that. See all three as the same thing. And also remember, if you are hiring a car, you may not need a car for every day of your holiday. If you're spending a few days in a city, you know, you don't need a car then. Postpone it till just take a car for when you need it. I think that that's another thing as well. But book early is the big thing um, at this year anyway, Pat. Yeah. Um, JJ also did some price comparisons. Uh, Donegal, €250 for a two-day car rental for the same vehicle. Uh, another one in Cork, 186 Kilkenny, 250 uh, so he got different uh, mm. prices depending on the location from where he was hiring the car. I suppose yeah. the best thing would be to just go to the main websites of the main car hire people. You're actually better off going through a broker or through a comparison website. Okay. You actually get a better deal doing that. Also, it allows you to see. And the thing as well is don't always opt for the cheapest option. So the smallest car is not necessarily the one you want. You could turn up and realise this doesn't fit the luggage. It doesn't fit the car seat. So just be careful of that as well. Yeah, I you remember may end seeing up some Irish people at Faro Airport and uh, there were two couples and the car they had rented was tiny and they had oodles of luggage and probably and had they, golf clubs as well because that's a big popular destination they were arguing with the supplier that uh, they couldn't fit their luggage be and you know it wasn't a massive massive amount of luggage but it was significant mm. enough and they were arguing the toss and the car hire person said this is what you hired yeah, you know? so be careful of that. Cheap is not always your best option. So mm. make sure you get a car that will fit all of that. Now, Lorraine, uh, hotels. Uh, first of all, there are, are two problems that we hear about. One is price. And often we hear about the peak prices when somebody's in town and there's a gig going on. Uh, and the other thing is the availability of rooms because a fraction of the hotel accommodation is now occupied by uh, the migrant population. That's correct, Pat. Um, yes, and it's also the start of the very busy season today, June the 1st. Um, happy days for hoteliers. The next three months will be very busy. Um, so I would say, um, yes, there's a, there's a supply and demand issue. Uh, Dublin in particular, apart from um, refugees and um, Ukrainians and IP protection, there is a shortage of rooms in Dublin anyway. Anyway. Anyway, yes. So th there, take the 14% of uh, rooms that are occupied by Ukrainians in Dublin out of it and you still have a shortage of rooms in Dublin um, where the peak uh, problems arise are 
Friday and Saturday night. And I recently had a guest myself and I wouldn't book him into my hotels on Friday or Saturday night because I knew I was going to be full. So he toddles off down the country for the two weekends and I accommodate him midweek. So there is plenty of supply midweek is what I would say. But really where the prices shoot is on a Saturday night. Now, what about those hotels that have currently got um, migrants, be they Ukrainians Mm. or people seeking international protection or whatever in hotels? How much of the hotel capacity has been taken out and what kind of hotel typically have been lost. OK, well, first of all, Pat, the four and five star hotels haven't taken uh, refugees of either type. And that means that, you know, the the upper end, let's say, of the tourism market is relatively unaffected by this. Um, so there's a lot of Americans coming in and their dollar is good for them coming in and they're getting good value and I think they're getting accommodated. It's the two and three star hotels that have taken in um, refugee guests and yes, it'll cause a problem for the next three months. But remember, there's nine months of the year when it's quiet, when some of these hotels only are fully occupied. Let's say Donegal, has 55% of its hotel rooms have Ukrainian guests. But I can tell you it's a bleak winter in the hotel business in the west of Ireland. And yeah. even even myself looking at my that own. That may be so. But, you know, people would be saying, well, it's not my job to put f- food on your table in the winter. I want to have a holiday at a price that's competitive with the holiday I can buy in Spain, in Portugal, in Italy, in France. That's what people say. Well, we, we're, we're a more expensive country than Spain or Portugal, I have to say, Pat. The minimum wage is completely different. Um, our cost base is completely different. We're an island country. Uh, so straight away, we're more expensive. Compare us instead to you know Copenhagen or you know Sweden or whatever it is um, our price li- our price lines are more in tandem with them than they are going to be with Spain where you can buy a cup of coffee for 120 but you can't produce it here for that um, our cost bases are enormous and our rents are very high and our cost of property is very high and our of course our cost of utility so it's more expensive and you have to accept that if you're coming to Ireland you'll definitely pay more than you'll pay in certain countries in Europe Now, uh, JJ uh, did his price comparisons and uh, he looked at Ireland, first of all. Uh, Donegal Central Hotel, uh, $752 per night for Friday and Saturday for a classic double room. Uh, At other nights, $376. And your total weekend, including car rental, would be $1,252. Go to Barcelona. Uh, 359 euro for a hotel for a double room, 165 euro for a return flight, car rental 56 euro for two days. Your total weekend is uh, costing you, you know, seven, 700 euro. It's exactly the same as Ger said about hiring a car. You know, wh- what weekend did he pick? Uh, well, what location the, did he pick? The, uh, the 18th to the 20th of August. These peak were the weekends season. he picked. Absolutely maximum peak yeah. season. But peak and season you get everywhere. That if you're you know, that's in home. Paris as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, flights to Paris on the 18th, returning on the 20th, 67 euro. He got those for the hotel uh, for two nights, 516 euro. Renting the car for two days, 131 euro. So, you know, it's the, very the, cheap. The flight to and from Paris for 67 euro that's not economically viable that's a, a below cost sale to No but it's available do you know what I mean it's, it's available uh, Lisbon total for a weekend including car rental 541 euro do you know like Pat, if people if you, are if you, looking if you at want their to rent, uh, if you want to rent a holiday home in the third week in August you will pay the absolute top dollar in Ireland right and people accept that but if you want to go the fourth week in August, it might be a third of the price. And the same goes for hotel rooms and the same goes for flights. 
you know, you, 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 so so really it's it's this it's a the age old story of when you book and how much you're prepared to pay and how flexible you are. You will get that hotel in Donegal for a much better price if you shop around. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not really viable, though, probably for most Irish families to do the hotel holiday, is it? They normally are renting renting houses or renting mobile homes or whatever. I accept that, that Pat. Yeah. I do accept that. Ireland is an expensive ho- uh, place for an f- Irish family to stay in a hotel. There's a lot of Irish people travelling abroad and they're getting good value and there's a lot of other people across the world coming to, into Ireland and perceiving that they're getting very good value as well. So we're having to cater to the high-end tourist because they've got the money to spend. Well, I think it's a destination that the high-end tourist is choosing to come to and that in itself is putting up the prices. Now, Paul Lennon, President of the Restaurants Association of Ireland. Paul, um, the characterisation of uh, the Irish food offering is that it tends to be one thing or the other. It's kind of McDonald's Burger King at one end or the chipper uh, or the pizza joint and at the other end it's very expensive. Um, Middle market, hard to find. I, I disagree with that, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, there, 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 and I think that's that's the same in a lot of countries. You'll do the same if you go to Spain. You'll Most places on a fancy promenade that you could be anywhere in Spain, you walk down and it's pizza, pasta, pizza, pasta, pizza, pasta. You go off. The, you, you like you, those you, restaurants where they show you a photograph? I love the ones with the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I really do. But, but you see that all of the time. And then if you if you, if you happen to be there and you're holding yourself, you're going, I'm going to find something else. And you will have to go inland. You'll have to go off the beaten track to find something else. But it's hard to find that middle ground. It seems to be fine that anywhere at all. Um, I think, you know, the Irish, the, the, the food industry, we're in a great place at the moment. Um, our restaurants are, are relatively busy. Um, you know, it's all very, very positive. And we're, we're, we're still struggling with the same old issues that we've been having for the, for, since pa- the pandemic and with, the, with staffing and our energy costs and the cost of doing business. But in general, I think there's a great offering out there for, for our guests coming in, uh, for our, our, our international guests and even for our own domestic customers as well. OK, now, now obviously people are doing well uh, because restaurants are apparently thriving. And I want to talk to Lorraine as well as yourself about staffing in a moment. But I, I'll read you some of the texts that are coming in. Going to Malaga on Monday, renting a Ford Fiesta for seven days, 40 euro. I have my own excess policy, which you can buy. Uh, I could hire a C-class Merc for 200. That's uh, from Mike and Donegal. Uh, When are Irish hotels going to abandon the infuriating nonsense of per person sharing and single supplements and charge a flat room rate like the rest of the world, Lorraine? Well, it's not like the rest of the world because I have a hotel abroad and we do it it the same abroad. like if you if you offer a customer a single room, you'll give them better value than you than you will if there's two people or three people. No, in but the you room. know the way on the wall of a room in some uh, countries, it just says this is the price of the room, and it doesn't matter whether you've got two people in it or one. That's the room price. It's the way we do it here. And that's the answer. Yeah. Um, Mercedes A Class sixty euro a day in Spain in July, uh, cheaper at other times of the year. Uh, please make all people aware that if they don't collect their car within an allocated time frame, for example, two hours after the time of booking, the company will cancel the reservation and won't refund any monies. Could that be true, Jer? It depends. On most times when you're booking at the airport, you give your flight number and they then are aware of the fact if there's delays. So that's usually not the case if if you're booking straight from the airport and there is an issue like that. So I wouldn't. And that's the way most people. Normally they indicate, uh, they ask you to indicate which flight you're coming in yeah, on. Yeah, so they can monitor whether or not. Yeah. yeah. So they will know that it's just the flight hasn't arrived yet. Rather, rather than, than that you've gone AWOL in the airport, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a fright when I saw this. My local in Spain, seven euro for a pint. 
And then I read the rest of the sentence. Seven euro for a pint and a very big vodka and coke. <laughs> so that's value for money. Um, Ricarhar, because I was in Lanzarote last week, I hired an eight-seater Peugeot expert for nine days. Cost me a total of 459 euro. I should also say that the hire price included two drivers, uh, two people able to drive, it and free booster seats. That's from Catherine. Going back to the, the car hire costs, I mean, we were saying when you gave me those prices, they didn't seem too bad. Mm. But when you hear what's available elsewhere, maybe mm. they are extortionature. Yeah, I mean, look, as I said, Spain is the cheapest place to hire a car. And one of the reasons why it's the cheap, it's one of the cheapest places in Europe to buy a car. So new car prices reflect are reflected in higher prices as well, remember. And in Ireland, we do have expensive cars, probably one of the most expensive in Europe. And it's for all sorts of reasons. We're a small market, we're left-hand drive economies of scale come right into play there or sorry right hand drive and um, we're an island so there's a there's an actual cost in shipping cars to us as well and um, we're you know we're really a tiny tiny market we're bottom of the pile in terms of supply so as a result our cars are expensive and we've huge taxes on cars so for that reason our cars are expensive our higher cars are going to be expensive uh, myself, my husband, going to the Sting concert in Malahide Castle on Wednesday, 28th of June. We looked to book a local hotel. We were quoted €720 Euro for the night. Utterly shocking. What do you say to that? I agree. I think that's utterly shocking. Because, I mean, that is at least no, I, three I, weeks I, out, four I, weeks out. I absolutely you know? agree. And really, I don't, I can't see anybody booking and paying that. And I don't think, is there a five star hotel in Malahide? I don't think so. So I agree that's extortion and it shouldn't happen. And I don't think it would happen in my business. And I think typically um, it doesn't happen across the board. Yeah. See, uh, things like that, it's a once off maybe. You might never be going near Malahide ever again. But, but it's like, Pat, I was also left with the perception that car was very expensive like you were until I was coming onto the programme and I googled and I realised that actually the message hasn't gone out there that car hire in Ireland is now much more reasonable than we thought and actually very comparable with those mm. prices you quoted in Spain so uh, th- like this is a little bit of homework has to be done on getting the message across um, what are the average wages in Portugal? Always better deals in poorer countries. That's from Declan and Carrick. Yeah, well, I'd agree with Declan. And the other thing is Ireland yesterday announced that un- unemployment level is down to an all time low of 3.8%. Now, we're we're competing with that in, in the sector. We're, we're desperately trying to get employees to come and work for us. And actually, I, I think that there should be some kind of synergies introduced that we're inundated with refugees. Um, we're walking them straight into a welfare system and that there should be some synergies worked out by the government that uh, many of those refugees could become workers in the sectors in which we need. And certainly something should happen in that regard. We're sending 55 percent of them up to Donegal where there probably aren't jobs for them. And, and th- so the strategic plan should set out that when a person arrives, that the chances are half of the international protection refugees coming in would take the ticket for employment if they got the opportunity, but they're Paul, not getting that. That's a shortage of uh, of staff. I mean, I don't want to run down the, the skills required to wait at table and so on, but they are skills that can be taught to people who want to learn fairly quickly. <coughs> they are, they are. <coughs> Absolutely they are. We, but it, there, unfortunately, there's just nobody out there. We're finding it very, very difficult to fill the basic of posi- position in in every section of either in a hotel or in a, in a restaurant, in a pub, very hard to find a barman. Years ago, you could find a barman 
at every corner. I mean, if, you're, if a group of mates came into the pub with, with you, if you were working behind the bar, you'd pull one of them into work the following weekend. It's a, there's a cultural change in Ireland too. There's not as many young people coming out to pubs. That's why pubs are suffering. Uh, hotels and restaurants, from as I say, from a very basic level, just can't get them in the door. Um, it's all down to an education piece. We, we, we spoke about it within the Restaurants Association recently where it's changing the perception of our industry. We need to change the perception of that, you know, what it is something that could be very much a career. It's not seen like that. So there, there's an awful lot of work done. There's there's countries in Europe that are introducing hospitality at school level. And I think that's something that we need to look at too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're an island island, a hospitality I mean, nation. You, you meet people who in uh, the hospitality industry in other countries and they are proud mm-hmm. that they are the head waiter in a place. It is seen not as something that's servile, yep. but something that's professional and, and respected. Uh, some of the texts coming in. Ten nights in beautiful two-bed apartment in Costa del Sol, including flights for three people in July. 1750 euro that's from Vince um, we said we'd holiday at home next week as the weather's so nice no a week in Dingle local to us 1700 so we're heading to Sardinia instead a four star for 1300 euro can someone please explain why the fillet steak is disappearing from menus all over the place it's all overpriced ribeye and strip loin maybe Paul you can explain that because you can go to your butcher and buy uh, fillet at a price and then you see that it's cooked and so on by an expert chef. But the price is a multiple. The price is a multiple, but it's not. The, the restaurants are only setting the price based on what they're buying it in for. Mm. Uh, so and in case an awful lot of our beef has been exported. Um, but generally, the price of fillet in particular is just through the roof. So restaurants are taking it off the menu so they don't have to have the customer sitting and going, 39 euro for a 10 ounce or an 8 ounce fillet steak rather not have that conversation mm. so a lot of places are taking off those some places can leave it on that their, their menus are priced mm. higher but in general they're taking them off the menu and that's the reason because of the cost Got a deal in Costa Dorado 7 nights B&B with an evening meal and flights 620 car hire 40 euro per week and that was in June uh, In Portugal Flights, accommodation for a teenager and a 10-year-old, two adults, 1,200. Why would you have your holidays in Ireland? Always a rip-off. And let me see. Would a yearly discount for Irish citizens be a possibility to use in hotels and resorts across Ireland? One, to incentivise Irish holidays at home. And two, to give us affordability to holiday in Ireland. That's from Paul in Dublin. Wasn't there some scheme that they thought about uh, holidaying at home? Um, maybe it was in Britain. Did they think of that? Uh, getting the hospitality business back up and running Wasn't that after COVID. Wasn't post-pandemic, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm not sure. But Pat, if you're in the hospitality business like we are, you're you're looking at, like the fillet steak is a good example. You might buy it in, um, you know, your butchers for 10 euro. Um, we, we have to charge 35 or 40 euro for that because food costs should be 25 to 30 percent of your gross price and you know in within all those prices then you have all the overheads for to cover and there's no sense in us being busy fools and selling loads of fillet steaks and we're losing money so those of us who are running our business right have to remove expensive items off the menu in order to have a viable entity and believe me Pat it's very challenging I've looked at my accounts this week and when you look at the the, the huge overspends on certain segments, including Labour, by the way, the fact that we've only 3.8% in unemployment has shot up the amount of money that we have to pay people. So the person who's serving you is earning more than the person in Spain and Portugal. And good luck. I'm going to Portugal myself and I will be amazed at the competitive pricing on the menus. But I know that the server is not getting the kind of um, wages that we're paying out to the people here. Um, Just back from Alvor, I paid five euro for a pint 
Local beers are cheaper, all right, but very poor quality. Super Bach and Sagres. Not at all. They're perfectly good beers, I have to say. Um, look, uh, the incentive to get people to holiday in Ireland, obviously I said most people do it uh, the other way. You know, rent a house, rent a holiday home, uh, rent a mobile home, whatever they, they do. What would you say to people around? What's your message to people? Well, I mean, we all have to choose our holidays with price in mind. And what I would say is... Um, there, there will be times and there will be circumstances when you should go abroad if you need a hotel, but you can holiday in home, at home competitively if you're prepared to uh, all two families bunk into a rental home or whatever it is for a period of time. I, I think Ireland, I think post pandemic, Ireland is terribly attractive to foreign people to come to. And I think our foreign uh, customers going to come in are going to grow exponentially and I think Irish people if they expect to have cheap holidays in Ireland we won't be able to provide them with the cost base So here. we can't be flogging expensive holidays to the incomer and then doing it on the cheap for the Irish Yeah absolutely Doesn't add up Doesn't Okay Ger what's your advice uh, go on day trips <laughs> <laughs> Use your, your car, car. <laughs> <laughs> No I think look just book early don't always go for the cheapest option you know the small two doors actually is not going to be feasible for most families so look at a car that's a reasonable size and also if you do need booster seats or something like that factor that into the price and don't be hit with that as an extra cost when you get there Alright and Paul if people are looking for affordable food and you don't want to, there's nothing wrong with the, the, the multiples the fast foods sometimes they're a lifesaver for people parents with kids uh, and also they tend to be consistent if you go to one of these places you'll always get the same burger (laughs) always you know so that's one thing but if you want good wholesome food at a price what do you do? Well, I think, I mean, you just look around. There's plenty of places. You look at the amount of restaurants. They're still opening. We've restaurants opening in every town and every city on a daily basis. There's there's equally, there's just as many closing, unfortunately. But there's plenty, plenty of options out there for people. There really, really is. Sometimes the hotels uh, have good lunch deals. But if I could finish off by saying Beshoff's Fish and Chips on O'Connell Street is fourteen fifty for a fresh cod and it's swamped every day with tourists that want nice food, freshly cooked and at a reasonable price. All right. Good advice there. Now, there's one uh, postscript to this, and we haven't been talking about this sector. I'd love to holiday in Ireland. Camping is our go to. We love the outdoors, but Irish campsites with wheelchair facilities are few and far between. There is no guaranteed standard for the campsites. So many campsites claim to have facilities and then they turn out not to be adequate. We're going to France, where campsites are inspected for disabled facilities and campsites are proud to display uh, the Tourisme and Handicaps logo but it's just campsites in general the reliability of them here is not uh, what it should be I'd say it's a planning issue Pat yeah um, I just uh, got some of the detail just handed to me off peak time 15th to 17th of September for two nights the Gibson Hotel 583 Clubhouse Hotel 381 Cork Maldron Hotel 533 Donegal Mill Park Hotel 514 the prices are not falling like a stone hmm so there you are. Anyway, look, thank you very much for uh, getting us all in a holiday mood, even if it's testing our pockets. But thanks uh, very much to Ger Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent, Paul Lennon, president of the Restaurants Association of Ireland and hotelier Lorraine Sweeney. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.